Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Render Room with PS Labs discussing the colorful world of Holosomnia. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. Um, just a reminder if you do have a Citizens PFP, to just wear it because we're going to be giving away some of Holosomnia's um, NFTs after the spaces. So. Uh, stick it on. I can see a few people already have it. Uh, shall we commence? Yeah, I think everyone's wanting to start. So, um, thank you to everyone who's come right at the beginning for the spaces. Quite a good turnout. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got an amazing, well, it's the third installment of the render room. So, this is really new, and each one has been really good so far. All the first two have been awesome so we have another amazing artist uh for you this week um the first week was binks i think you know binks um the second week we had um rup rhinisto uh from finland and today we have actually i don't really know too much about you other than your artwork i know you're based on the west coast of america somewhere in the west coast but we have holosomnia or otherwise known as lxc um could you please introduce yourself to us uh and the people in the room hi everybody hi ps labs uh glad to glad to be here uh nice to see a bunch of familiar faces in here as well um my name is alexi uh hence the lxc handle and uh my art project that i started um it's been since March. It's called Holosomnia, which, which is kind of ironic because holo is Greek for solid and somnia is Latin for dreams. And I think a lot of AI artists have somnia in their, in their name. Um, so you can call me Alexi. Uh, I am, my, my uh, main account is just LXE, um, but I wanted to just create this art uh, persona originally just so I can create AI art and and then it kind of became my identity on this Twitter. So, so yeah, that's me. I'm uh, I live near San Francisco, and uh, I'm a I'm a software engineer by my day job. Uh, I've been in crypto for man uh, a long time, so I'm a little bit familiar with the with the, with the basis and the concepts. Um, and I used to be a uh, graphics designer and. Uh, advertisement designer and so i know my way around photoshop and illustrator to some degree and uh yeah i'm i'm 33 years old i i'm fully doxxed as we say here and um i have a lot of pandemic hobbies and this has become this is the one that really blew up for me oh amazing yeah you you um it's good you did a really nice um how you say general coverage uh of sort of your background i'm, I'm just going to backtrack a tiny bit 
uh, and just go back to sort of your back, like your actual sort of professional background a bit and um, what you kind of studied when you were younger. And you mentioned you then worked in advertising and graphic design. Um, I was wondering if you could just talk a bit more about sort of um, your background in terms of academic and then uh, how how you sort of went into work work life and then um, we'll start with there and then eventually and how you discovered AI technology. Yeah, uh, so I, I studied I studied at uh, the University of Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. I am I'm originally from Belarus, so I came um, I came to the United States in two thousand and one. And um, I studied uh, software engineering, uh, computer science. So, but before that, I was uh, I was a web designer. So I, I developed websites. I made logos. I had uh, I made graphics, uh, things mm-hmm. like that. So I, I don't have I don't have an arts background aside from the fact that I went to a arts and sciences a school, uh, which actually exposed me to all kinds of stuff. Um, so my background is is mostly technical, but I I've been missing uh, the creative side for quite a long time. Yeah, uh, so that's yeah. interesting. You um, so you studied um, computer sciences. Uh, yeah, and then um, basically, then you said you got into advertising after that, or is that before when you're doing website design? Yeah, I was doing I was doing all that while I was in college. Uh, so web design um, has been basically my my hobby before I became, uh, you know, more of a seasoned software developer, and uh, and I've been doing I've been doing that for for quite a long time, uh, and then you know when once I once I got the whole day job thing going, I I moved away from web design and became a front end uh, software developer. I see. Um, yeah. And then so when you're talking about graphic design, it's mainly sort of in the realm of like web web design uh, and website. It's um, essentially. Yeah, I also made I made I made logos for clients. I I was taking commissions. Uh, so as far as my uh, graphic design uh, background is concerned, I've had a decent amount of experience there. I I built I made advertisement campaigns uh, for for my university newspaper as oh, well brilliant. as other clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I've been I've yeah, been I've been in the world of Photoshop for a while. Yeah, you could have very easily have just gone into a career pretty much fully in the advertising industry. Then it it feels, but um, yeah, instead uh, got more into the sort of software engineering side. Um, yeah, and then um, so that then leads me on to the next question: is when did you first? Let's just start with like when did you first hear about uh, AI and GANs and the generative art? Um, at least in the form that we kind of see today. Yeah, it's so I've been I've been following the space for for a long time. Uh, so ever since ever since Deep Dream appeared on everyone's radar, I, I feel like it's been many years since then. I've been following the space, uh, and and you know I as I read I read papers as much as I can about how GANs, other generative networks, transformers are concerned, how they're built. Uh, a lot of this stuff is pretty much it's it's beyond me, but I can understand some, to some degree what what exactly goes into these to these tools and these this software. I also work with data engineers and generative art. GANs are always uh, always a talk in the tech circles. So, but I started uh, dabbling with with AI art. I think uh, this was maybe February or 
or March, when when Lion um, they announced well, they wanted to create an open source reproduction of Dali two prior. Uh, so <laughs> I yeah I was excited by that. So I, I tried to figure out exactly what they were doing. Went to their Discord, and that's where I discovered uh, the rabbit hole that is Disco Diffusion. And uh, I finally got access to Mid Journey. Uh, I knew what Mid Journey was at the time. Um, but I never really was, uh, never really considered it to be that in insane. Like Dali Two was something that really blew me away when when that started yeah. to come out. Um, yeah. Did, have you been? Um, have you? You've messed around with Mid Journey since, obviously, a bit. Uh, have you taken to it a bit more since, or you still kind of prefer Dali Two to it, or Diffusion still? Yeah, I I prefer so I prefer Disco Diffusion for all of my main track art. I I still experiment with pretty much everything. Uh, I experiment with uh, with Mid Journey. I I play around with Dali and and Stable Diffusion uh, and Rue Dali. Uh, but I by far just for my style and my workflow, I I prefer uh, Disco Diffusion. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. Just on the topic while you're listing them, can you are you able to sort of um, define the, the differences between, let's just say, Disco Diffusion, Rue Dali, and Stable Diffusion? I know that Stable Diffusion is really, really new, um, and that's not that's still in some kind of closed beta right now, right? Yeah, it, it's in. I think it's in closed beta. Um, it's uh, so the the reason I think I I pick uh, Disco Diffusion or or people who are starting out uh, in AAR would pick something like uh, Princess Diffusion or Jax um, or Disco Diffusion is because the the amount of settings that you can tweak, the amount of models you can play around with, the the fact that you can um, change the resolution, uh, the fact that you can change where you want to run that network, um, you don't have to run it at, at, at the hardware that's provided to you. You can run it on your own machines. The customizability is part number one that that differentiates it between um, something like something like Midjourney um, and 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 Dali and and Stable Diffusion and the 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 artistry I think the artistic results uh, of Disco Diffusion have been also a really primary differentiator for a lot of artists. Uh, you you I don't think I'll be able to produce what I'm producing in. In, in any other in any other tool uh, yeah. besides Disco Diffusion, I find Disco Diffusion's got like enough randomness and enough um, how you say uh, in incoherence, almost like incoherence that it, it makes almost like more interesting images half the time. I mean, a lot of it is throwaway, right? So um, whereas with Mid Journey, you'll essentially have almost like a hundred percent hit rate with getting an awesome image. Uh, disco diffusion is far less, but um, yeah, as a result, though, you get these really sometimes spectacular, uh, strange images. And um, just looking at your um, work right now, and by the way, guys, uh, I think my most recent tweet is his Instagram, Holosomnia. If you go there, you'll see just huge amounts of awesome uh, rendering work. Uh, from Ale Ale I'm I'm just gonna call you Alexei now. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. I'm just gonna call you Alexei, and um, I just want to now uh, sort of 
go into your actual artwork here itself. When did you start to pick up this style that you have? This really sort of colourful. It looks like a, almost like a Japanese anime, and it's quite a glossy look. Uh, yeah, how? When did you start? When did you sort of form this style? Because you said you just started in February, March, and you've got a hundred and four thousand followers since since February. Yeah, and and I think the style is what is what made it. So, um, around you know when you start out in this field the um, the amazing part is you can experiment with every style and the the possibilities are endless uh but you know i i've been basically addicted to this thing as soon as i started dabbling with disco diffusion so i was on there for 20 hours a day sometimes um <laughs> just trying to just trying to figure out what can be done and what cannot be done uh and I once I, I you know I had a bunch of inspiration from artists already sharing their work on Instagram. Like uh, I think Thibaut uh, Zamora was the the first person that was doing uh, landscapes that I noticed, and they were in in a different sort of style that that was just a lot more colorful. The other thing is I wanted to try was to recreate the feel of um, uh, like Hayao Miyazaki or Satoshi Kon mm. or um, or Makoto Shinkai is is very very popular um like like the feel of your name or weathering with you and mm. i wanted to recreate that and uh that actually turned out to be a fairly difficult challenge i think the the tool itself wants to, to it, it it like levitates towards darker uh painty type of styles and yeah. to develop yeah I was just about to mention when you said you're going for something more colorful and happy is that when you first go into like these disco diffusion uh, discords or see what a lot of people are doing with it, a lot of it's like really dark, sort of like eldritch horror, um, you know, the, a lot of stuff that you might see on like the cover of like a death metal album or, or something like this. And um, there wasn't really much sort of like bright, happy stuff being done with it, to be honest. I think everyone reverts to sort of a bit of horror. Uh, and I think part of that is the fact that, you know, what I was saying earlier, like uh, disco diffusion is a bit incoherent. So so getting weird results works really well with something like horror because you get like these really misshapen sort of figures or things that aren't quite fully formed. Um, but yeah, you, you really went for the bright and colourful and happy, which is amazing because it makes you feel good to like look at the work and as and it's obviously very popular i was wondering is there um sort of a personal connection here to J japan or japanese artists or did you is it just something you just uh, started to look into and play with when you started to play with the tooling or, or like beforehand have you lived in japan uh were you already uh sort of really into the cult uh how you say anime culture before uh, I, I visited Japan um, for for many weeks with my wife a few years back. Uh, I was I, I, I'm a big fan of of, of uh, some anime. Uh, I I uh, I prefer the mild kind, um, like uh, like as I mentioned before, um, mm. Weathering with You, like the Miyazaki movies. I'm also a big fan of uh, Natsume's Book of Friends. So I mean I, I've seen a lot of other anime. Like I I, I mean I've you know, I'm a fan of things like um, Cowboy Bebop, for example, or Attack on Titan. But but I really, really enjoy the the worlds that Miyazaki creates. Uh, if you look at the, well, I, I forgot, I, I used to know the name of the illustrators who did the backgrounds. 
Yeah, um, I see. So even going into the um, artists that worked for Miyazaki, because I'm sure they've got their own big bodies of work as well. Yeah, they do, but they they're just not they're they're not very weighty uh, as far yeah, as AI is concerned. I see. Yeah, and then I just like going back. You know, is you've got these amazing sort of you messing around with sort of interior stuff, which just looks so good. To be honest. It, it it doesn't it looks so real you're getting such like hyper realistic results and that's just uh amazing to see you go from this sort of like uh amazing anime style work that you're producing now but then if we go back we can see that you are messing around with some other styles and you're really nailing this hyper realistic look um where where what it was uh, where has this come from, this sort of interiors you've been doing? Is that just um, you got one or two good results at one point and just went into it deeper? Uh, kind of. Interiors was actually a theme on Discord where where people were, the, I think the challenge was to create an interior. And um, I noticed that creating an interior was, uh, I, it was, was, was a little bit simpler. It was, it was something that Discord Diffusion was really good at, or at least maybe I just got really lucky. Uh, so that's, that would propel me towards like, well, what else I can do with this tool? But it, yeah, it, it's really good at making, like the tool itself is really good at making interiors. And, mm. and I noticed that, but I, I miss <clears throat> doing this stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, um, because you kind of, you, you, I can see like a sort of variation in like style and then you basically land onto, um, this anime, uh, sort of. Studio Ghibli-esque, but not really. It's like a bit more glossy and uh, colorful. And you really like sort of you start to sort of refine that style and then you really nail it and then you just keep going with it. Um, do you, are, are you scared of changing it up? <laughs> do you think like you've now, you, you're kind of synonymous with this style that uh, would you dare to change it or would you sort of create another uh, Instagram or something for a different style? Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic question. Um, I I miss the experimentation con concept, and and honestly, uh, you know, if I uh, elsewhere, I do experiment, but but for Instagram and for just just my own sort of art career as it stands, um, I I'm just going to continue to evolve the style, but I I don't think it's wise to deviate from it very very much because as you said, oh, I kind of nailed it. So I'm just gonna hone it, improve it. If you notice, I, I've been doing that. Uh, I've been, I started out with more, um, more like a synth wave, um, and then I started yeah. adding more, more color to it. <clears throat> and and now I'm where I'm at, where it's these like colorful lagoons and breathtaking clouds. Yeah, and that's I'm gonna stay there for a little bit and then just kind of hone and evolve it. Uh, but so I, I really do miss experimenting. Around. You're working around landscapes a lot, and um, yeah, a lot of landscapes. Maybe taking it into, um, you know, another world which is much more filled with humanoid style figures or, or something. I, um, I mean, I don't know. Or even taking it into space <laughs> could be quite fun. But um, yeah, but if I mean, it seems to be just work. The formula seems to work. I, 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 I would in your position. If I was in your position, I'd almost be like too scared to make any drastic changes because uh your your instagram is growing really well and uh you, you you're essentially off to like the best start 
anyone could wish for when it comes to, you know, this AI technology and how how nascent and brand new it is. Um, I, I, I think there's like people like you and Binks um, and, a, and a handful of others who are really sort of trailblazing ahead. And if you just keep it up for like another year or two, um, you know, it's going to be really impossible, like almost impossible for someone to sort of catch up with you guys. But um, yeah, good. Yeah, congratulations. Good job on um, everything you've done with um, building your profile here. And that kind of leads me on to my next question is, have you received any commissions? Have you how have any companies contacted you and asked if you can produce some work for them? Has it sort of like looped back around to advertising yet? Yeah, it, I'm, I'm receiving um, a quite a large number of commission requests. Uh, it's mostly for, uh, I think, I think the number one thing is, is album covers for musicians, uh, storybooks, uh, children's books. Wow. Um, yeah, anything, anything that requires like a background illustration. Uh, so I've been, do, I've been doing commissions uh, ever since, ever since I started, really. So. And they all, all coming through your Instagram, or like most of them coming through Instagram. Yeah, every single one comes from Instagram. Yeah, it's because um, is the fun like um, most people obviously. I think one of the first things people think when they see uh, AI tooling and they mess around with it is probably like NFTs, right? But um, actually, there's just probably way wider application for it uh in the real world just like um for businesses and as you said like small little like projects like children's books and uh album covers and stuff um how, how have you delivered in uh, many yet how, how's the clients been yeah so it as, as far as as that started starts as that part of the business is concerned it's uh yeah, I, I think it's about two to three commissions a week. Wow. Uh, Are you still yeah, working a full time job? And I still work a full time job. <laughs> uh so I am I'm split between these two jobs because this has become basically another career. Um but but yeah, it, it is taking it does take a long time to actually produce something at, at a client's request. So I'm yeah. winding down the commissions because they're pretty difficult sometimes. Yeah. Would um, you that I was gonna say like uh, if given like the opportunity or, or like you're hitting that tipping point, would you just do this full time? I'd say yes, hundred percent. Um the 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 only thing is I think the income stream is just a lot more uh, unex like it's not really easy to expect what's next. Uh yeah. it is definitely a hundred percent more rewarding and way more fun. Than, than yeah. having a day job uh yeah <laughs> have you ever been worked as a freelancer before oh a long long time ago uh when i was in college uh yeah. i i worked as a freelancer and was making a good amount of money but yeah yeah well um and, and then sort of how's the how's it going on the nft side what marketplaces are people able to buy your nfts or oh man you see it yeah, NFT NFT is a whole different world. I r- right now I had a collection um on on foundation that got sold out. Uh there was I think 16 pieces. I think they're owned by 14 collectors. I have a new collection um 
on foundation uh, at 0.25 ETH each, which is half sold out. So NFTs has been probably the number one sort of source of of sizable income here. Yeah. Um, yeah, was, um, actually, my best best man at my wedding. He's um, he's a software engineer and he's the lead developer for Foundation. <laughs> so I like been following the story of Foundation for a long, long time. And they're coming out soon with um, a lazy mint. Um, uh, set up and eventually something where you can create your own marketplace actually so you can have like your own custom website with like your own marketplace on it where people can uh come and look through your work and buy it i'm just looking that right now um through your foundation so you're just selling on foundation currently i'm i'm trying to i applied to known origin um and obviously i i applied to super air but there's no way to get on their radar um but I think yeah. known origin is somewhere that might accept me, so I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed there. Are you? Um, have you tried any other blockchains? Uh, yeah, and I think well, I collect on on Tezos. I've I've collected a Solana uh, photograph from an artist. Um, I think uh, I think I'm just gonna stick with with Ethereum for Ethereum, now. Yeah. Uh, but Tezos is is another good. I think Tezos has as a community that's a little bit different than than ethereum or foundation slash OpenSea. Yeah. because um all of our communities um so a little bit about uh sort of ps labs is we we basically render for other people on a blockchain called stargaze we, we were based on terra before but um i don't know if you know everything yeah. that happened but yeah you know terra got totally wrecked um, so we like uh, had to make some moves, and we landed on Stargaze. This uh, Cosmos chain called Stargaze is uh, relatively small, but uh, it kind of had everything we needed. And um, essentially, we have like this website where people can submit their um, uh, how to say prompts to us, and we render it out for them, and then we mint it as an NFT, and then we send it back to their wallets again. And uh, that's essentially the project and that's the business. And we go around, we aggregate all the new AIs, you know, like Diffusion, Disco Diffusion, Dali, uh, Midjourney, uh, Pity5, like Vicky Gan stuff. And we put it all in one place. And then people can basically just go through all of the, uh, we sort of wrap it all up into uh, fixed parameters and then, um, allow users to set some of the parameters themselves and then yeah we do all the rendering for them and then we do all the minting for them as well and send it back out to them as nfts um so that's like kind of the way the project works but th that project cannot work on ethereum because of the gas fees we're literally like rendering thousands and thousands of uh nfts every week and um yeah, just with the gas fees of Ethereum, the uh, project like ours just wouldn't work. So, yeah, that's essentially like uh, PS Labs um, started on Terra. We moved to uh, Stargaze now, and there is a lot of AI projects on Stargaze. And I think, you're, I mean, if you ever want to find out more, I'll, I'll hit you up in a Discord and show you some, uh, show you Stargaze as a marketplace. And if you're interested in doing a project there, uh, we can help you along, but yeah, there's um, 
a lot of AI projects actually are stargaze, but yours would be definitely a really, really high quality sort of project to come into the community. Um, yeah, so so that's essentially our project. And we um, have just started to try and, uh, I say, reach out and do a bit of community building. That's what the spaces are about. I, I feel like there's a big, um, a bit of a void in the AI world in terms of sort of big open communities or well-known communities there, there's definitely the disco diffusion discord um there's vq vq lips the sports racer 48 group and that's about it and that, unless you do you know of any other bigger communities especially on twitter yeah i i, I mean just just now earlier earlier this morning by the way uh the project uh looks amazing uh I am definitely going to check out that blockchain. Um, yeah, it, definitely do. You'll be, you'll honestly, your work will just go down like crazy good. <laughs> like um, in the marketplace, yeah, everything seems to be pretty fleshed out. Yeah, I already downloaded the wallet. Everything's it's pretty really easy new. to. It's really new. Like they literally just opened the Stargaze, the marketplace. They literally opened like two months ago. Um, they got a version two. This is just like the beta. They've got like the full version two coming out very soon i think and um yeah they're, they're a blockchain that's totally specifically for nfts and so that's why we kind of chose to build on them but they're 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 very new they're they're a bit of a small team they're getting bigger they're trying to poach some people from um what's it what, uh, open sea <laughs> after they uh fired some people yeah. and uh yeah I, I i mean i have a lot of faith obviously that in about six months time or a year's time there'll be a real uh they'll probably be the, one of the biggest marketplaces on the cosmos ecosystem so um I, i'm just putting it out there for you to have a look i just think um by focusing just on ethereum you might be uh missing out on some uh sort of I guess easier or better opportunities to grow because Ethereum, as you know, is a very noisy place where it's really difficult to sort of be seen. Um, so yeah, yeah, just throwing it out there and uh, send me any questions if you if, if you uh, have any. Um, and this, I'm just gonna jump forwards. Actually, I'm gonna stop shilling Stargaze. <laughs> I'm gonna jump forwards too uh essentially what are, what are you working on now um is it are you working on any projects uh, uh yeah. day to day uh yeah i mean so i'm i'm trying to so the way the way i do my my drops so to speak is i i'm i'm having uh four pieces in another style that's going to come out so i'm i'm basically honing and and rendering those as we speak uh i mean obviously there's commission backlog that i have to go through <laughs> uh and the i think most of my time is spent is interacting on twitter and going into spaces and talking about my art and retweeting everybody else's art um i've been trying to get i'm really new to the nft practical nft space it's only been a I, i'd say a month or so where i really got into it so you know you asked the question like what are there any other sort of communities or projects around ai art well, you know, just just this morning, it looks like a Mirage Gallery, uh, Claire Silver just dropped uh, a whole bunch of pieces, and they got immediately sold out 
whether it's a bot or or an actual, you know, people. I mean, they're always getting sold on secondary market. So there's moves in the space all over the place. You just kind of have to find them and figure out figure yeah. out how to network with them. There's a lot of noise everywhere in crypto. Like everyone's shouting all day long, at, you know, uh, just uh, from all parties. Uh, so it's really hard to sort of uh, filter out the quality from all the noise or like what's just like a, you know, a pump and dump or what's just hype. Uh, but hype can be, you know, a business model entirely by itself, like just things being worth a lot simply because of hype, uh, which is um, strange. It's a new world we live in. Um, are you, when you, I was just going back to your rendering now, from what we see in your Instagram, is there any of that composite work? Uh, are you taking it into Photoshop and working it a bit more or is it uh, mostly just straight out of disco diffusion it's mostly straight out of disco diffusion uh i i remove a lot of details and artifacts in photoshop but nothing is is a complex composite everything everything is just prompt engineering and settings wow <laughs> that's amazing it's like the total opposite of um binks for example you know binks right yeah yeah, I've I've seen their workflows, uh, and and the, it's uh, yeah, mine mine I would say is is just a, a much simpler workflow. Uh, but but I think with Binks's workflow, you can achieve much better results, and yeah, uh, the variety of stuff you can do is a lot better. So that's what I'm trying to do yeah. now is is really especially like when it comes to commissions. Yeah. Oh yeah, those I have to Photoshop it, a lot. Yeah, it comes to commissions. Yeah. Because that's uh, the thing, right, with AI art. You can like, run it and it can do whatever it wants and it can be beautiful. But as soon as you get down into the levels of like doing commissions and really having to sort of deliver to a, a specification, then, then it starts to really get tricky and can maybe become a bit of a headache. Um, we interviewed a guy called Rup Rynisto last week, and he's really good at this stuff. He, he did the um, music video for ASAP Rocky uh where like they basically used have you messed around at all with pity five uh pity five yes uh i think i'm in the discord where where that is also happening but i never i never didn't mess around with it i know what kind of results it produces yeah we I mess think around I've with seen it a lot video. yeah we mess around with it a lot and it's the asap rocky i'll try to share it with you later but yeah he does a lot of like commission work and that i feel like that is the area of ai art where like number one you can really make a lot of um well basically no one's doing that right now like no one is really doing ai commissions to sort of big brands and big companies yet so uh and and an artist like you is like really perfectly positioned actually to sort of get into that space uh but obviously, there's a bit of a timer on 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 things like this. As you know, AI art just moves so incredibly fast that um, you know who knows where it's even going to be in just two or three months' time. Um, so yeah, just a, just a giving you a bit of a push, I guess. I, mean, I just want to make sure that you don't uh, go do your full time job. I'm trying to make you become full time uh, generative artist. <laughs> that's what i would love to see 
uh, yeah, for sure. Seems, yeah, yeah, I think half of that battle is uh, picking up like really nice client base for commissions. Um, you messed around with video much? I can see that you're doing some disco diffusion video on your Instagram. Yeah, video is what really propelled, I think, the engagement on Instagram. I've been making reels, um, and and that really captivated the audience. And I continue to yeah. make reels. And I, I love making the videos, especially when they turn out good. Yeah, I mean, um, essentially, Instagram is trying to, well, they're trying to be TikTok. And so all of the algorithm currently favors reels. So if within the first few minutes, uh, you know, your, your like 10% of your follower base like your video, it will then share itself to 10% of their follower base. And it's like a, like a massive spider web. And so that's essentially uh, why I would recommend you, if you're looking for just reach and new followers, to um, specifically focus on reels, actually. Um, and from that, you'll see like huge growth. Uh, in a short space of time, but obviously that means you have to do um, video, and uh, video requires more time, more effort, and more everything. Uh, yeah, um, I'd say pu push the reels more uh, alongside pushing sort of everything else that you are pushing in terms of um, uh, you know not staying still, uh, trying different subject matter. Um, what and I guess that uh, brings me just to sort of one of my last questions. Um, what, what would you like to do, like, going forward? Like, what, what kind of work do you want to be doing? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so I've been, I've been basically trying to find um, inspiration and, like, paths of other, um, not specifically AI artists, but NFT artists, like uh, like Grant Rivenune, for example, you know they develop their own genre of art, and not only that, they're really successful in the NFT world. And not only that is they are also, I think, I think their you know NFT is their side hustle. And and well, I'm not really sure which one is side, which one is main, because they're also a uh, a medical professional. Um, <laughs> so so that's you know looking at people like that, I'm thinking like, okay, well if I if I'm able to basically proceed in that direction and kind of hone my genre, I'm just going to continue going that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what I like to do is to independently produce artworks uh, without having to take commissions. Yeah. I think this is something that Peter, Peter Morbacher has been saying to, to us is that like he's, he enjoys a lot more when it's independent work and not when it's commissions. And, and I feel that. Yeah. Um, so my background is, um, Actually, my real job is a uh, fashion photographer. Uh, like now I'm just a commercial photographer, like essentially full time and um, just directing and producing advertising and commercials for all, all kinds of brands in London. And um, I must say some jobs are great, you know, uh, specifically within like luxury travel sector. Those jobs are awesome. but um, yeah, it's soul destroying. Like it, it's, it's in some industries, for example, we did a lot of um, sort of just like e-commerce, bikes, 
uh, fashion lookbooks, and and it, it seems like it's always nice in the beginning, right? But then it just gets like soul destroying to the point where we essentially just told our client base like, no more, sorry, <laughs> we're just not going to do it anymore. Or all like we just increase the price, right? And so I feel like I've been down that avenue so many times of. Um, essentially just doing commissions all the time and then just like essentially starting to hate something that you you loved so much and then, and then it takes time to it really takes time to like recover that passion and um i i've essentially stopped doing photography now actually to be honest uh, because i just do this full time now i just literally just do ai art full time and uh it's been good because i've been after doing photography for 16 years i've taken like a six month break and i'm probably going to slowly start to be looking in at it more but um yeah just speaking to what you're saying about commissioned work uh but then the route that you're talking about where you become a big essentially like a famous artist that sell that sells the, their own work you know it's your self-produced stuff that's not you know influenced by company that's the most difficult route actually um it's very very hard to do and it requires i mean you're doing it you're building your community um you're you're as you said being really active and this is and yeah uh i think you don't really need me to tell you what to do yet uh you seem to be doing it all perfectly so yeah, yeah, I think you've got your. I think you're going in that direction, especially with like um, your style. I think if you're going to have like a really fixed style, then um, going for selling individual pieces of art is a is a good route. Um, and uh, are, are there any things in terms of like the technical side of AI, like any sort of softwares coming up uh, or things that you can imagine where AI will go? you know even in just six months or a year's time that that you dream of or you're excited for that's a difficult question to answer but uh just the, the speed in which uh, the practical application of these networks is emerging is 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 very quick there's a lot of players in the space competing with each other like google uh open ai um, stable diffusion. There's small companies. There's big companies, and they are really quickly building tools to assist artists, to assist storytellers, any type of creatives. Um, th there's literally sites out there where you can buy and sell prompts. The ecosystem <laughs> is just evolving. Yeah, the ecosystem is evolving at such a great speed that it's kind of difficult to predict what's really next. Yeah. I, what I I think what's not going to happen is like a lot of people always fear whether the profession of an illustrator is threatened. Yeah, well, I don't think it's threatened. Yeah, because it com commissions itself is is fairly difficult to really yeah uh, to really hone in with AI. But I think uh, I think it's it's just going to assist a lot more a lot more illustrators making their jobs more more and more easy. It's like you know me as a software engineer, I am absolutely not worried about um, something like a GitHub Copilot taking my job because I know that's not going to happen, and yeah. I use GitHub all. I, I use the I use their tool all the time to do my job, and it makes and it makes it easier. So it's the same thing for illustrators. Uh, yeah, so I'm I think once they see it, once they get once they see it and they get their hands on it, I think they'll love it. I just think a lot of people when they see 
when they just see it from afar, right, and they see it being posted or something being shared, and they don't, you know, they they come out with all this, you know, the same stuff we always hear, right? Um, all, like this fud, that's always the same thing. But then as soon as the people get their hands on it, I think you know something clicks and you realize uh, this thing. Well, it, it is going to. I think it is going to reduce a lot of jobs. But I think it's going to create a lot of new jobs as well. And the thing is, is like that's what technology has done throughout all of history. So um, I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. And hopefully people can be adapt- adaptable and, and pick it up. But um, you actually, co- you actually um, brought up something that I, I think a lot of people in this room would love to hear more about, which is uh, prompting and prompt engineering. Um, I, I was wondering if you had any sorts of hot tips in terms of prompt engineering or any like, um, do's and don'ts for prompting to just help people out in this space for like when they get into diffusion and start rendering. Yeah, it's a, it's the same tip I got from the very beginning is you, you got to experiment and batch and you got to do it a lot. So you know like sometimes people say hey you if you split your prompt into three sections you're going to get a better result uh it's not consistent you might need to you know mess around with what keyword goes after what um some there there's a lot of book a lot of writing out there where like how to hone in the best prompt for dali 2 for example i think it's uh there's a newsletter called uh dallary gallery uh that <laughs> That's i think awesome. uh, yeah that, that tells you how to how to hone in the prompts for for Dali, but I think the number one tip is just experiment and batch, change the words around and see what comes out, um, and do that a lot until you get the result that you want. And there isn't like a there isn't something that will absolutely give you the better result. There isn't like a one one tip to make your prompt better. Uh, yeah. You know, there's we we probably don't know what is the best prompt at this point because we just haven't tried as much yeah. uh, stuff. And it'll change one, once uh, these models are trained even more, maybe the what's best will change again. And these models are, you know, new models coming out all the time. Um, yeah. Uh, and any don'ts? What's like a definite, like, any a sort of a list of, if you can give any tips for things to avoid, don't do, uh, creates bad results. Um, oh, my God. Just time-wasting kind of uh I, I don't think I have any advice about what not to do. I, do like do not be afraid to just crank up your settings and just completely go wild with your prompting. Uh, just because that's my that's what I do that's what I'm doing wrong because I'm not going crazy enough with with just adjusting my settings and and just going wild with my prompts. I'm being extremely conservative and I want to learn more how to actually be super creative with prompts so yeah just adjust everything you can turn those knobs uh you, you're gonna develop you might discover something new nice and um who, who in this space do you look up to uh are there any artists that you would recommend us to look into and or do you draw inspiration from yourself uh yeah i think my, my first uh my first inspiration was was Thibaut Zamora. Um, he did. He does a lot of pirate, like uh, landscapes. But he he also does artists. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. And then um, I think uh, uh, Machine Delusions in this in this space right now. Here. Yeah, yeah. Check He's out awesome. their work. Yeah, their work is insane. Um, they they have the same sort of yeah. Binks obviously is an inspiration to pretty much everybody in the space. I I also would like to to shout out to Ethan Smith. Uh, their um, I think Ethan Smith twenty is their Twitter handle. Uh, they they do a lot for the community. Like uh, they've they they do a lot of um, uh, trial trial and error artist studies and mm. and just they wrote the latent guide. Yeah, check out the the traveler's guide to latent space. It's a good way to get started with disco diffusion. Um, and as an artist, they're also really good. Uh, let's yeah. see. I think I think these four so far, but I I know I'm missing a lot of other names that are escaping me right now. Yeah, I'll um, just uh, oh, if they come up, uh, if you can, I'll like after the space, if, uh, I'll I'll ask you to write them down. We can stick it on Twitter so everyone can go out and take the time to like look at all of these artists' work. Um, but yeah, any minute now, I'm, I just would like to open the floor actually uh, to anyone in this space to stick their hand up and ask Hollow Somnia any questions. So I'll just give everyone. 30 seconds or a minute to think of a question for this guy while we have him here. Uh, and uh, I'll just start to essentially close off the space a bit. And we're going to try to pick up uh, one of Alexi here's um, NFTs and do a giveaway. So uh, thank you everyone here who's essentially stayed to the end uh, to listen in on us, having our chat. Um, yeah, uh, anyone got any questions? Now is your time. Cool. Going once, going twice, going three times. Okay, guys, you've lost your, actually, you haven't lost your chance to ask questions. Just stick your hand up if you want. But, um, I think you I'm, have to bring people in, right? Um, onto yeah. the speaker panel. Uh, did they stick their hand up? Anyone stuck your hand up? Nah, well, well. All right. Yeah, well, guys, if you do have any questions, definitely go check out his work because you might get some questions after looking into his art a bit more. Um, I'm sure Alexi will um, be more than happy to answer your questions. And, uh, yeah, my question is, um, can we get you back on in, like, two or three months' time once you – you know, everything's moved on a bit. You'll probably have like half a million followers by then. Um, and I, I'd be really interested to catch up with you again and and see where you're at. Yeah, of course. I, I'd love to. It's it's going to be a completely different world in, in so many yeah, months. Exactly. AI art. So I don't even know. Yeah, I, I hope I still exist. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us, I think that's the worry for like everyone who's in this space. It's like it's a constant... Uh, work to stay on top of things to stay relevant to to be using the latest stuff um but yeah yeah i would love to check in with you again soon and we got machine uh, machine delusions actually in, in the room right now I'm, I'm gonna try to hit you up actually i think you deserve your own space to be honest he jumped in on a bink and binks his space a few weeks ago and um he he just had too much good stuff to say, so he essentially became a second speaker. Um, oh wait, we got one, Bonobo. 
Let me see. Go on, Bonobo, the, the floor is yours. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. All right, great. Hey, just a question for Holo. Hey, are you uh, are you doing any physical galleries in the future? Is that something you thought about uh, showing, showing off your work? Yeah, I, I thought about this. There was a, a gallery in L.A. that I've just missed uh, that showcased art uh, from AI artists. But I am, yeah, I'm totally excited about showcasing it physically. But I'm not like, just, I, I don't, I need to reach out to people who are setting them up because I have zero experience in in actually running anything like that. So, uh, I mean, being near San, Fran San Francisco, I think helps. So maybe, uh, you know, at some point, if I have time, I'll start networking in that direction, but definitely. Great. I'm in the Bay Area too. Hopefully uh, I can come check it out when you do that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, to be honest. If I rent some space and showcase AI artists uh, in, a, in a physical gallery, I think it's just going to boost the, the, the genre and boost the medium in general. And I, I'm like, I don't know, I'm like 75% sure somebody in the Bay Area is doing it already. Just on the topic, actually, of um, showing the art in, in real, um, do you, how are you going to handle like ups? I, I'm just wondering about like the upscaling of it because printing stuff in real life, uh, you might get a big like quality loss on it essentially because um, obviously the renders aren't like huge when they come out. Hopefully by the time, you know, just leave in a month or two's time, the quality will be stepping up a lot. But um, I'm just wondering if, if that will be an issue of showing the stuff live. Have you ever been to a live AI uh, exhibition, I guess? I have not, but a, a few artists, uh, I think a few weeks ago, went to one in LA that where AI art was show, uh, like broadcast, and it, you know, I was like, yeah, this is this is amazing. Wish I was I was nearby. Like that would be great. Well, um, just while we're on this topic, actually, this weekend, there's a really big um, art uh, curator essentially reached out to me, uh, who, who deals with a lot of taking artists, but doing shows in like London and Seoul and everywhere. Uh, she's really interested in this stuff and reached out to me and was trying to get me to go to the Harry Potter studios for, for like essentially a business meeting. <laughs> so um, if anything comes out of that, uh, I'll let you guys know because um, I'm, I'm really on, I'm really onto this stuff of like just trying to get it out there as well. And uh, I know that the art, I, I've been approached by just honestly so like two galleries in London, um, some like basically some galleries in China and some galleries in uh, Seoul as well in South Korea. So I haven't really got around to uh, properly, how you'd say, trying to facilitate stuff with them yet. But when it comes around to it, we can all take out everyone here, the big crew, like me, you. Binks, machine delusions. We'll just go around as a big sort of um, artist collective, just showing AI art all around the world. Hopefully, I'll try. So <laughs> it's, it's a big dream, so don't hold me to it. But I'm going to try my best. Uh, one thing I do know is that the art world is very, very interested in in all of this new development in AI. So um, let's see what we can do. We actually have um, one more person stuck their hand up for a question. Uh, the floor is yours. Okay. Hi, Holo. Hello. 
Hi. So I have noticed that your collection hey, has uh, like. Oh, sorry. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, we just missed that last part. Can you repeat it again? Yeah. yeah. So I have noticed that your collection have like one, uh, one joyful, peaceful, positive theme, and I was wondering how how can you influence the eye mood to get like these results constantly? Are there any secrets or any method? And thank yeah, you. Yeah. The, the yeah the the prompts um, the prompts is where it's at. So if you if you put in something like colorful. Uh, in Disco Diffusion, it's going to just blow you away with colors. Um, if you put something like bright and airy, it will help. Um, illustration really helps. Uh, and just, you know, let, say exactly what, what you're thinking. Like if you say something like happy or breathtaking uh, or aerial. Uh, and landscapes in general are, are going to be, like if you say landscape, it will give you something nice. Uh, and also, this is, I think that might be... Um, Disco, uh, disco diffusion specific. Like I think Mid Journey will require a little bit more work in terms of prompts. But yeah, just like think think about happy words and put them in the prompts, and that's where you would get started. Um, is is my advice. Uh, settings wise, I I don't think that there's anything there. Um, I think one tip that I would give, I guess, is um, if if you don't want it to be too detailed, I very frequently use a a partial. Uh, iteration, like at ninety percent or so, uh, as my final result. So that's why the detail, a lot of detail is missing. But that's the style that I'm going for. Really, yeah, I hope that answers it a little bit. Uh, really, really good. Um, it was, um, I think, EMH Mark up next uh, with a hey. question. Go for hey, how's it going? Thank you very much. Um, two quick questions. Uh, one is, how do you avoid duplicating the subject? I notice if I give longer prompts, um, sometimes it, it duplicates a subject if I put the subject twice, um, and then it tries to like mash them together. And then my second question is, how do you, is there any way to know what kind of images are in the training set in terms of um, subjects? Because sometimes it, it feels like a complete guess as to whether or not the uh, the training set um has like knows about the subject that i that i want to put oh yeah those are both both are great questions so for subject duplication um i would suggest reducing um either the resolution reducing the uh inner cut power uh and let's say what else um those are the two things yeah reducing resolution and reducing inner cut power there's one more thing that i was i was off the top of my mind, but now I forgot. Um, I yeah, I think those are two is, things that you can try. Oh yeah, clip guidance scale. It, if you reduce it, might help. Yeah, go ahead. Is there anything from like the prompt engineering perspective? Because oh. we we don't control those those aspects. Oh, in which uh, which, uh, oh, no, which AI? It's just on our um, in the platform that we basically have out at the moment. We set these parameters already. Oh, interesting. So all the all the cutting and stuff. Uh, we are going to roll it. By the way, for everyone here, we are going to roll it all out to everyone as well. So that, um, and that's being worked on. We just have to build local machines. We're building local machines right now so that, um, 
essentially when you put in a submission it works on it straight away just like uh regular disco but um uh we we aren't able to run everything as a batch if like everyone's got totally uh different settings across the board so um yeah you will be able to customize those things what i will say in terms of the data set we use we use imagen which is like the mm-hmm. biggest widest one um it's like probably one of the biggest data sets you can get uh the rest are all kind of actually how you say niche compared to it and um we'll me- we'll mess around with the cuts a bit more and uh we do a lot of inner cutting, actually, to be honest, right now uh, on our renders. But um, maybe we do a bit more sort of overview cuts. And then just uh, you're doing a lot more overview cuts, aren't you? Uh, I am. Yes. Follow. Yeah, I can yeah. see from the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah sorry. Uh, I was just uh, addressing. There's basically some questions there that are just really specific to like our uh, sort of submission basis that we have built currently. Um, but it's I do, I do want to answer that other one. Um, Go so on. the, the, you know, there's a diffusion part and then there's a clip part. So diffusion for, at least for disco, um, I personally do not know what data set it's in. I, I know it's, I know we know, like it's, it's, it's a knowable thing for clip. It depends on what clip, um, uh, model you're using. But if you're using like, a even if, even if it's independent from what you're using, if you're using like a lion, uh, clip model that has like a line to be that trained on line to be data set you can use uh they have they have a thing called clip front um and that will give you a good estimation of whether whether that particular prompt is going to give you like a really clustered uh, uh like a, a good cluster in latent space so like if you put if, yeah another thing i would like to just add actually is that we are training our own data set right now um and it's mu- it's really much better at doing like faces and um, people and things. Uh, so that's in the works. And if you literally give this stuff literally like one more month, it, it just gets better and better all the time. So it'll be a matter of time until um, diffusion and like for example, stable diffusion, which you've been messing around with a bit, right, Hollow? Um, yeah. That that's going to be really good at this stuff, and that's not too far away. So it's just a matter of time, and and then these things won't have to be solved through, because even by doing changing all the cuts and all these things, that's still not going to do it properly. If you get what I mean, it's not gonna. It gives you a better chance of getting a single person or something, but it's still rand quite random. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome to know. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to see what you guys are are doing, and I'll, yeah. I'll subscribe to to everything that you're working on. I'm really <laughs> yeah, we subscribe to you. We yeah, we we've been training our own data set, and it's been really good. We like ran like a galaxy owl, and this owl that looks like stars just came out, and it's like really coherent, symmetrical. I'll share it later on. Um, right on. But yeah, we're messing we're messing around with all kinds of things. And just to add about like, you know, the disco diffusion settings that not there, we, we really want to get it because I really see diffusion as like the main AI model, to be honest. Uh, even a Dali's great and mid journey's great and they make really awesome results. To be honest, disco diffusion is where it's at. And um, 
uh, I want to open up all the settings for it. But obviously, when we when we're aggregating literally like eight different AI models all together, it's really hard to like let everyone choose like every setting that they want for every single uh, parameter. So we try to we try to make sure we have like a generally good formula. Uh, we do all that testing. We 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 test every parameter by our orders of magnitude. 0.01, 0.11, 10, 100, 1,000. And then we just, we make it land somewhere in like a really good middle ground. Um, so that's how we get to like our sort of formulas that we put out. But we do want to get to a place where we, you know, release control, more control to the users. But it, there's just so many moving parts that, that we'll get around to. It's just we've got to do things one at a time. But, um, yeah, those are awesome questions, dude. Uh, I think – do you have any more questions? Anything we didn't cover? Oh, no, no, no. That was perfect. Thank you so much. No worries. Um, if I remember correctly, someone stuck their hand up for another question, but maybe they've gone back down now. Uh, yeah, that was a – Really nice little flurry of questions there at the end. Uh, thank you guys so much for um, coming up and um, yeah, challenging us, challenging Holosomnia, uh, trying to get the we only got we only have him here for a few more uh, minutes. So yeah, try to get as much out of this guy as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you. I'm going to take screenshots now of everyone in the in the uh, room. I'm going to be picking up one of um holosomnia's nfts and someone is gonna win it in this room uh crypto nomad i think i still owe you a rainisto nft uh so i haven't forgotten about it and um yeah holosomnia do you want to sign off uh anything you would like to say yeah just thank you so much ps labs for having me in the space um I just want to encourage everybody in, in the AI art. I think we are at the cusp and precipice of, of a new medium. And uh, in, a few, in a few months to a few years, there's going to be an explosion or it's already happening. So I am super excited for the space. I am very excited for the, the NFT space as well. So um, yeah, I just want to spread positive energy. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to me and thanks PS Labs and everybody associated for hosting me. No, thank you so much. And thank you guys for coming. And um, there is no, there's no next space planned. I'm going to get onto it straight away. We actually have someone in the room right now that I would love to get on a space all for themselves, which is Machine Delusions. And uh, hopefully me saying that publicly will pressure him into doing it. Um, and on that note, I'm going to uh, close the space. And thank you, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Render Room, exploring the colorful world of Holosomnia, hosted by PS Labs. Recorded on Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London The rules are confusing, so let loose the juices And try not to act like they tightened up the noose These fools are abused like a problem stepchild Ruling the coop with some modest exile I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles A comfy padded room where I'm walking my best miles So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving I'm up with a platter of bait behind the curtain Up with the curse, it's absurd to swerve it Letting these nerds know the weight was worth it. I'll perk it up while I serve in some bullshit. This ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans. Opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth. It's getting on my nerves, so let's make them feel nervous. I go tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It's spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So I get down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind you gotta wash the brain and erase the time now shut the fuck up while we wait in line Terror spaces.